This podcast is brought to you by Hypno Mum and Isla. Okay. Uh, well, hello everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Hypno Mum and Isla. And today's episode, I'm very excited about it. We're going to talk about misconceptions around hypnosis. I have a list of the 10 um, most common misconceptions that people have around hypnosis. And we're going to talk about them today. I made this list intuitively based on my experience in practice, also the experience I get uh, on my TikTok page where I get a lot of comments and questions around hypnosis. So I'm curious, mom, if you will agree with my top 10. So I will suggest we will start with 10 and we go to the number one. But before we do it, um, I will also explain the significance of this topic because uh, we have different listeners or watchers. We have people with a background in hypnosis. And if you already have a background in hypnosis, this is a great episode to refresh your knowledge because the way we see it, I think we, have the, we are on a similar page around that, but uh, the, the important thing to do with clients is to eliminate misconceptions because these misconceptions will keep a person from achieving their therapeutic goal. You agree with that, mom? Absolutely. Yeah, so, and it's very important because sometimes your client will come in with an attitude like, I'm completely open towards hypnosis. And consciously, what they're saying is true. But most of us, we have been programmed subconsciously about our beliefs around hypnosis. So think about um, when you grow up, certain cartoons that show you hypnosis and they, you know, feed you with these images of you know, zombies. Well, we'll get into that later, but it's good to be aware that your clients can have hidden misconceptions. So it's very important every session that you do that you go over these misconceptions with your client and eliminate the fear that they might subconsciously or consciously have around hypnosis. Then for people who are considering uh, going for hypnotherapy themselves, this is a great way to prepare yourself for a session because what will keep you from entering hypnosis is fear. And these misconceptions, some of them are based in fear and we're gonna deal with them today. So that is a little bit the introduction. Now I'm gonna talk to you, mom. Mom, how are you feeling today about this episode? Awesome, really yeah? a very nice topic, absolutely. So I will go over my list and I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on um, yeah, what you think about that particular misconception. Are you ready oh, for it? Yes. Okay, I have my list here. I will not show you. Oh yeah, this one is funny. Hypnotists have magical powers. Wow. <laughs> well, that would make our job so easy. Please have a seat. We guarantee the success of our training and afterwards we have uh, you can go home and everything is changed <laughs> i wouldn't like it at all you know why uh, it would put a tremendous responsibility on us because um, how we, would we know exactly how a person wants to change so we don't know and the person him or herself knows how they want a change and they are the directors of this movie not we we can only take care of the props everything is there we will guide them uh, i actually say to my clients you have a goal you don't know how to get there 
You don't know where it is. I don't know where it is either, but I can guide you to get there. It's like walking, climbing a mountain. I'm your guide. But mind you, I'm not going to carry you on my back. You have to walk yourself. And if you go another direction, well, perhaps you get at the top, perhaps not. But trust in your guide and I know how to bring you there. Yeah, very true what you're saying. Hypnosis is really about the collaboration between the hypnotist and the client. You do it together. So it's very important to realize that hypnotists don't have special powers. I really wish we had, <laughs> but we're just regular folks. Uh, and it's very important to also understand that uh, your attitude, the way you enter a session is, is very important in the result that you will achieve. You know, I even, I get a little bit worried when I hear a client say, okay, let's try, I wanna try. And actually the word try in itself contains the possibility of failure. Like this is a therapy where you are clear on your goals and you're ready to do what is necessary to achieve them. So it can happen in one session and we've had that happen, that it happens in one session, but sometimes it needs more sessions. And then your commitment is also important in this that you're like, I'm gonna do what it takes to get rid of this problem. And the good news is with hypnosis, you have the results usually very fast with the right attitude. Okay, so um, let's go to this number nine on our list of misconceptions. This one is also very interesting. Hypnosis is for weak-minded people. Whoa, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's an interesting one. And I cannot say from experience with my clients that um, that is the case. I've seen people from all sorts of life, professions, intelligence, whatever. And basically, if you look at neurology, then uh, the, the neurologists who, who are aware, they will say everybody from planet Earth can enter hypnosis. So if you think you're from another planet, I cannot vouch for that, but normally everybody can enter hypnosis. Yeah. And I, I would like to add a little bit to that because I think um, where this misconception stems from is this idea that you have to be manipulated into hypnosis so that weak-minded people or people that are less intelligent are more easily manipulated. And I think it's very important to understand that uh, hypnosis is a choice. We cannot hypnotize anyone against their will. So you are an active participant in the process. And actually um, intelligent people, well, I have had this experience that people that are intelligent, I classify myself as intelligent, that they go into hypnosis more easy. And I think that is because we match in the way we understand the world. So because if I hypnotize someone, they need to be able to follow my instructions, right? That is, that is what is necessary. So if they don't understand, then it will actually make the process more difficult. But it is not dependent on intelligence. It's dependent on, I guess, a connection between the hypnotist and the client, that they have a similar base of understanding, that the client know, knows what they need to do, that they understand how to follow the suggestion. 
And in fact, uh, this is also interesting. When you enter a state of hypnosis, it's not as if your thoughts go away. And that can be very confusing for people because that's another misconception we will deal with later. But um, your thinking capabilities actually increase when you're in a state of hypnosis. You can have multiple thoughts at the same time. But it's important to keep your focus on the hypnotist. Anything you want to add to misconception number nine? I think it's well explained now. Okay, great. Ready for the next one? Yeah, I'm curious. What, are, what is it? <laughs> in hypnosis, your secrets are not safe. Ah, that's <laughs> an interesting one. Yeah. I have to disappoint people who want to become a hypnotist to gather secrets. It's not going to work. No, 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 no. Because in hypnosis, you think, perhaps you think more from your feeling mind than your analytical mind, but you do not, you do not become crazy or so. So you just keep your secrets. So there is no way the hypnotist can um, get them out of you. And um, there is some backing for that. If you look in the United States where they do a lot of forensic hypnosis, that means that when there is a crime, then they hypnotize the, sometimes the victims, not so much, but the bystanders, the, the one who uh, witnessed, the witnesses who were present to get more information. And in fact, one of my dear colleagues in the United States, he told me about a case where there was a murder and they could not um, easily identify who it was. And then they found this lady who had written down the license plate number of a suspicious car she saw but she lost the notes and then the suggestion was well if she wrote it down it must be somewhere in her memory and using hypnosis they were able to uh, retrieve this uh, the numbers from the license plates what they do not do with forensic hypnosis is work with the perpetrator so because that person can make the story even more beautiful so it's it's only the witnesses uh, and sometimes the victim to get more information to the surface. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought of it. If you would use hypnosis on the perpetrator, actually you enhance their capability of using it for their advantage because you give them access to their subconscious mind. Sure, yes. They can yeah. make the stories more beautiful. Yeah. And I can also tell you, I've been hypnotized by my mom many times and not once did I feel the urge to disclose with her some of the things that I did during my student time that I would rather not disclose with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's an additional proof right there. On the spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it very much, uh, it's good to realize that when you go into hypnosis, you are in control. So you are very much aware when information pops up that you do not want to share. But yeah, if it is around uh, the goal that you have during the therapy, it's, it's gonna, it could possibly restrict it. So, but if you are coming for, I don't know, quit smoking and you have a secret regarding something completely else, uh, yeah, probably it won't come up during the session and you will not disclose it. Even if it would come up and you are not ready to disclose it, you will not disclose it. I actually had uh, clients tell me during sessions, 
yeah, something is happening, but I don't want to tell you. And then sometimes we can work around it. Sometimes it's not as easy, but yeah, you have complete control and you have the sovereignty of your thoughts, of your mind, of your actions. And that stays in hypnosis as well. So ready for the next one? Yes. Okay, number seven. Uh, oh yeah, hypnosis is not real because there's no proof that it exists. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for the ones who are thinking that, I'm very sorry to say that a very um, good research now has proven the state of hypnosis from the University of Zurich. And I think uh, uh, one day we have to ask Hans Rudi and come and talk about it. So do a podcast with him yeah. because he can uh, explain about this uh, research. And uh, they uh, not only found out one state of hypnosis, they found out two states. And I know in the test research, they did a test research, they saw two other possible states, but you know, with research, finances, uh, that's very difficult. So um, those two other states might be proven as well at the moment that there are funds for it. So anybody who wants to fund hypnosis research, um, go to hypno.science and uh, there you find all the information about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there, but there is more uh, research, right? About hypnosis. It's not only this research. There has been multiple research regarding the effectiveness of hypnosis. Uh, if you look at uh, the clinical use of hypnosis, then really, um, if you, if you look at PubMed and you research the word hypnosis, you have more than 14,000 scientific studies on hypnosis. There are three magazines, medical magazines, dealing with hypnosis only. Uh, I, I'm not sure about this moment, but in 2015, a professor hypnosis um, was um, giving a chair or how do you call that in English in England. So <clears throat> that is not done when the subject is not very, very ser uh, serious. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, another thing is very interesting. If you look at neurological research that uh, there is no debate about does hypnosis work or not. In fact, they use hypnosis to ev evoke certain states to be able to do other research. So uh, there is no debate about is hypnosis true or not. And I think during this talk, um, we will talk about the fact that it is an old programming with the people who are not in the field, in the, the actually working field that lingers on from films, from shows, from comics, etc. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I'm very grateful to be uh, so active on TikTok because you see, I'm in this hypnosis bubble. I, you know, you're my mom. I have colleagues around the world and they live and breathe hypnosis every day. So there's no question. There's not a single doubt. We do sometimes have students though, who come from yeah, different backgrounds. And they sometimes have this insecurity that, oh, what will my surroundings think about hypnosis? But on TikTok, I get a lot of, you know, these uh, prejudices against hypnosis. So it's good to be aware of them. And uh, I think we need to 
Well, I think it's a joint mission that we have that we really want to uh, make clear to everyone what hypnosis is and what for beautiful benefits it can offer people. So I think this podcast is also one of the tools that we use to achieve that goal, right? It is most certainly because um, I always say uh, hypnosis is the key to self-empowerment and learning because we use formal hypnosis but there is a lot of informal hypnosis around you in fact it starts when you are born and i think we already touched on this but i think it will be worthwhile to have a full topic on waking hypnosis so the more you become aware about this topic the better you can take care that you do not incorporate unwanted suggestions and the way how you can incorporate it the suggestions you want to have within yourself so um yeah we'll talk about that one day yeah good topic to talk about okay ready for the next one yes uh number six on the list you will not remember what happens during a hypnotic session (laughs) okay (laughs) well uh that is very interesting if you um if you would have not so such a good intentions in mind and in fact there are very comical videos you come across like uh, there is a, ba- a bank robbery uh, using hypnosis and everything like uh, the person is like a zombie handing over the money and when you start researching it uh, you find out that the person handing over the money is in is in the conspiracy so <laughs> Uh, because uh, in fact uh, we have free will and that that is a universal principle the the free will principle so everything that happens happens with a free will and um, uh, if it would be true that you could do nasty things with hypnosis i promise you the newspapers would be too small to print it because everything that can be used in a negative way it will be but Listen, I think hypnosis is more innocent than a knife. We all know a knife because a knife uh, is important in the kitchen. We cannot do without. It's important for a surgeon. It's a life-saving thing. But that same knife can kill. And I think uh, we don't have killings from hypnosis, but a lot from knives. And you cannot blame the knife. The knife is neutral it is the the one who holds the knife that can work with good or bad intentions and with hypnosis if you look at the pure hypnosis that we are using even people who are who do not have very good intentions it's very difficult to misuse it i'm very glad with that yeah and i think i uh, i don't know if you heard my uh, my uh bullet correctly but it doesn't matter because i think you were talking about in hypnosis you can made to be to do things against your will yeah but it it has to do also um like um that you become um a victim of the other yeah i understood it in that sense yeah yeah and i meant it in another sense but doesn't matter because they are next to each other in the list Ah. so that's the next one yeah, uh, you cannot make you cannot you can be made to do things against your will, and that is not that's what you explained. That's not the case. 
uh, because you have free will. You have free will. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, what I was specifically mentioning was about um, forgetting. You, yeah, that you are sort of gone or asleep, and that when you wake up, yeah. you don't remember what happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, indeed, they are close together, so they are very much interrelated. Yes, that's why I started. Uh, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, the, the thing is that people do remember after a session. It can only be when people have had very traumatic things in their life that the subconscious mind uh, already suppressed it. It can be opened up during hypnosis and can be very healing if it opens up because it's like a boil. And you know, a boil will not heal when it remains a boil. It has to be pierced and there has to be a release. But in very, very rare cases, the subconscious mind can think, well, uh, now it, it's been open, it's been cleared, but there's no need to keep on thinking about it. So that it, it fades a little bit after the session. It's not that hard remem remembering. Yeah, and I think it's also what I would like to add to that is that um, sometimes people have this idea that being in hypnosis because you see it in the movies you see it in in cartoons and it looks as if you're gone as if you cannot hear anything so that you're sort of in a state of sleep and it can be very uh, confusing then for people when they get hypnotized for the first time and usually one of the first things that happens is hey i'm aware of the traffic noise outside that traffic noise was already there before the session, but because of the relaxation, sort of the chatter of the mind goes away and it gets more uh, focused in the here and now. And that is a misconception that can actually bring people out of hypnosis <laughs> because they're like, I'm hearing sounds. This is not what is supposed to be happen. This, what is supposed to happen? Am I hypnotized? And that will take you out of the state. <laughs> And that is one of the big misconceptions that's not on the list in that, in that uh, wording. And that is that uh, the senses are dulled and fading out. But the opposite is true. All your senses, hearing, seeing, thinking, are, are becoming more sharpened. Yeah. And I like to... Um, compare it with a flashlight. You know, if you have a flashlight, you can turn the focus and the focus is very wide when you buy the flashlight. But when you turn the focus, it becomes a thin beam of light that can shine very, very far. And basically that's what we do with hypnosis that we sharpen the senses, but then the beam is directed inwards. So that you can shine a lot of light in the hidden corners of your subconscious mind. Wow. I never heard you explain it like this before, but it, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And also what you say, it rings very true also from my experience that the senses are heightened. The senses are heightened, yeah. yes. And especially, I work a lot with highly sensitive people. They really, uh, you know, immediately when they go to in, into hypnosis, they are distracted by a uh, sound and it's very important as a hypnotist that you use the sound that you make a suggestion around it hey you can still hear, still hear the sounds but the sounds are just helping you 
to relax more deeply. And then it becomes like an aid. And I always use uh, the example of when you're in a bar and you're talking to the love of your life, you know? Then that beam also starts focusing, right? It's like you only see that person. <laughs> and it's not like you are not hearing the music or the chatter of the other people. It's not like it's gone, but it's, it becomes sort of like a background noise. And that's also what happens during a session. We always say at Omni, uh, a hypnosis session, you should be able to do it under all circumstances, even if there's someone drilling next to you. You had it once, right? With a session. Yes, yes. Actually, I had my neighbor. He was um, he had a, a free day and he wanted to uh, drill all these holes. Now, I cannot go to him and say, I'm sorry, neighbor, this is my practice day. So please stop because he took a day off. Perhaps only he has half a day. And I had this client and I said, before starting, it might be that the neighbor is going to drill today, but you will notice that it will not bother you at all. That was already a suggestion before going into hypnosis. Waking hypnosis. Yes, and then uh, after entering hypnosis, immediately I gave the suggestions uh, for, against this noise. And I must say, the loud was terrible and it bothered me a lot because it was difficult to find my words. But the client had, had, had it didn't bother him at all. No, it worked very well. You know what I had yesterday? Because I, I have this beautiful new practice space in Amsterdam in a historic building. And uh, that building is used for different uh, programs. And there was a, um, a sim, uh, some uh, musicians, they were practicing some music. But I thought it was beautiful, that sound. And I used it in my session. I said, let the, the sound of the music uh, help in letting those feelings become softer or you know you just use it in a positive way and it, for me it was actually uh, helpful I, I really enjoyed the music from the background it helped me relax and I also I feel certain that if I'm relaxed it will transfer to my client as well so yeah, yeah most definitely yeah so I think uh, doing things against your will uh, not being able to hear anything I think we covered that so we go it's getting exciting because we go to almost to our top three. But first, uh, number four, I think we also touched on it. You are under control of someone else. Yes. And that thought comes from movies, comics. So if there are a lot of children's comics and they really love to show these big eyes, uh, like small plates and with the watches and everything. And then the person is doing walking just with the arms like this. And uh, um, yeah, this is all in our programmed in our subconscious mind. And that's why hypnosis in some people generates this fear. It was subconsciously with waking hypnosis, it was already programmed in. Yeah. So we have to do a real good job to explain people what hypnosis when it is used formally yeah how that can be very beneficial yeah and i think one way to understand it that makes people help to feel safe around it is when we say we actually don't hypnotize we help you dehypnotize yes. because you've been hypnotized from birth and you didn't have a choice yeah. it just came over you and now you're an adult yeah. you have experience in the world and now you can decide for yourself 
which suggestions work for you and which suggestions no longer serve you. Yeah. So I, yeah, I've, uh, I think we use it sometimes during our trainings and people really, yeah, it relaxes them like, oh yeah, that's a beautiful way to think about it. Yeah. And it's a good way to explain that it in this way, when you're a hypnotherapist to explain it to people, yeah. we dehypnotize. Yeah. So you, you were hypnotized once. So for instance, like bullying, uh, people can have problems from childhood until their adulthood because the suggestion entered the subconscious mind and is still doing nasty job it's like you have allowed a bomb to enter and it's constantly rolling and damaging but fortunately with hypnosis you can go in and remove that toxic words and throw it out and you can replace them with beautiful words yeah yeah okay ready for our top three Yes. Ta -da. <laughs> oh, this is maybe double. <laughs> okay. In hypnosis, you are asleep or gone. Uh, yeah, that there is a misconception, and it is not strange because there's a very deep level of, of hypnosis that is so comfortable, so nice. I have colleagues in the United States, they call it the bliss state because being in that state you think shut up i want to stay here for a little while and uh, in official terms that's called the asdil state but i must say uh, at a certain moment your bladder is going to work uh, you have the urge to go to the bathroom or you are getting hungry and then you decide it's time to come uh, out of the state and you come out of it but that is what the state that caused so many misconceptions and at the time uh, in the united states when there were no cinemas no theaters so uh, there were this a lot of hypnotherapists traveling around the country and their biggest fear was that uh, somebody would remain in this state because uh, the person You're skipping ahead that's the next one ah that's the <laughs> next one yeah and, um, uh, that is where this fear came from so and in the next this is like a cliffhanger in the yeah. next question yeah. this one this one i get a lot on tiktok because i do mini hypnosis of one minute and i get a lot of comments what if i don't get out of it what if i stay stuck so that is number two I can get stuck in hypnosis. Uh, no, <laughs> you cannot get stuck in hypnosis. You can only decide. I like it so very much. I will stay here for a while. Yeah. But if this would be a problem, there would be a lot of bodies. With <laughs> yes. Where are they? Where are they? No. And it, in fact, um, it, coming back to my story from the United States that, uh, people who did these shows they were fearful until Dave Elman one of the most famous hypnotists in the world uh, actually to be very correctly his wife find out found out uh, how you can bring a person out of hypnosis before the person wants it him or herself because you don't want to wait for hours and we are teaching that in class so that's not for this uh, video <laughs> but you can also say the terror for the session is now doubling 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't come back now. You have to pay uh, 100 euro per minute. Yeah. <laughs> that is mostly sufficient motivation for someone to come back. Especially in the Netherlands, where money is so important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and also, I think Dave Elman also mentioned it uh, in one of his audios. There are some audios still available of him. It's amazing to listen to him speak. He's such an authority on the subject of hypnosis. But he mentioned he also talks about the will to live. And that is the, the survival instinct in us. So that will always triumph over the um, desire to remain in that relaxed state. Because yeah. deep down, you know, at a certain point, you need to eat, you need to, you know, you need to go to the toilet, you need to uh, drink water. So uh, that safety is always there. And I also see it like this. Are you ever afraid before you go to bed that you will not wake up from your sleep? Well, maybe people that are at the end of their life, but if you're young and healthy, you don't worry before you go to bed that you will stay stuck in sleep, right? No, and in fact, when you enter sleep, you go through a hypnotic state. And when you wake up, you uh, come back through this hypnotic state. And I've heard more people, and I've had it myself, that uh, while waking up, you, you can, uh, can have the idea, I cannot move my body anymore. But the moment you realize that, then you can uh, move your body again. And I think that you, your sleep was so comfortable, so nice, that you entered also this estil state naturally. So all these states are perfectly naturally. And nature does not want to play tricks with us. We have a natural cycle of being born uh, and dying, but not through these kind of natural things like sleep and hypnosis. No. Okay, ready for the number one misconception. And this is a big one. Whoa, whoa. I am not hypnotizable. Okay. I am for other the people it works, but not for me. I, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I will not be able to go into hypnosis. And you know how many clients I have who come in my office and say this. <laughs> oh, great clients you have, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many clients. Will it work? I don't think it will work with me. I'm so analytical. I'm so critical. I do not easily believe things. And this is very interesting. You do not have to be a believer to enter hypnosis. You can even not believe in it and enter hypnosis beautifully only. There are pre a few prerequisites. You have to be open and you have to want to experience it because if you are not open, you can resist it. We can never hypnotize a person. But if you're open, if you want to experience it, be my guest not believing in it. <laughs> it, it is no, not an issue at all. Not at all. Yeah. You can not believe and still enter hypnosis. Yeah. And uh, also to add to that, everybody can be hypnotized. Well, all hypnosis is in the end self-hypnosis and hypnosis is a natural phenomenon. So when you're watching a movie and you are engrossed in that movie, you are in a state of hypnosis. So it is something that you already know. And sometimes actually this expectation that something special needs to happen 
will keep you from entering it. It's that expectation that doesn't match reality. And I had it myself. And I can tell you, I was, I thought I was, I was with you, mom. I thought you, you hypnotized me. And I thought I was not in hypnosis. And years later, I could see I was in hypnosis, but I, I, I was thinking about it in the wrong way. And I think, and this is a very important one, check your expectations. And some people, and this is what I always tell during my uh, pre-talk to my clients, don't expect a four-dimensional uh, movie theater experience, because that's what I had, to be honest. I thought if I'm in hypnosis, I have to see images in a movie theater. I have to feel it. I have to smell it. I, I have to be in a different reality altogether. None of that. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like we all have images. You know, if you think about an elephant now, you are not seeing an elephant, but immediately you have a image of it or a way of understanding what an elephant is. You have already experienced an elephant, so it is there and that's it. So I think that's very important to take with you uh, if you go for your hypnosis session. What did you think of my top 10? Well, they were awesome. So <laughs> I think that this will be very helpful for people who want to uh, go for a hypnosis session and um, I'm sure that people who are trained as hypnotists, they have learned about it. Yeah. And um, um, yeah, that, this is at the core of uh, making sure that somebody who has a misconception do not want easily to go uh, in hypnosis. And when these misconceptions are taken away, that is very helpful. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and even, I mean, I, uh, we, we teach this at our trainings, and even if I hear other hypnotists talk about it, they will explain it in their words, so it can always um, serve as sort of an inspiration to your own practice, and also if you maybe have some clients and things didn't work out, you can just check for yourself, how, did, how was my pre-talk, did I cover everything, you know, it's good to be vigilant about uh, this, because, well, what we say, 80% of the success lays in the pre-talk. No. <laughs> yes, and there are so many small features that we, we cannot discuss during our videos because, yeah, for that you need to do a training, of course. Yeah. And, um, but um, all these small details really matter. Yeah. Ayla, I have a question if we are finished with the misconceptions. Yeah, we're done. You can ask me any question. Yeah, did you have any reactions on our podcasts? Oh, uh, I had, uh, well, I had people telling me they're listening uh, and got inspired by it. So that's really good to know. And I see also that some people are sharing our podcast. So that's, that's really nice. Uh, so far, no question about a certain topic. So we can keep, you know, uh, encouraging people to ask us questions because we would love to engage. Yeah. But so, so far, um, yeah, good feedback. Well, that's wonderful to hear. And I also had uh, people um, uh, contact me because of the, the podcast um, uh, they, they really saw. Okay. And uh, of course, that's really nice. So uh, next topic is about what can you do with hypnosis? And then we can say, how, how much time do you have? Because that's almost <laughs> unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a 24-hour podcast <laughs> <laughs> yes and the 
two weeks after that, we will have our first guest. But Ooh, exciting. We, we'll keep it. No, let's let's just um, um, give away the topic. It's about um, active flow waking hypnosis and uh, who the guest is. You'll see. But you can find out if you research our websites. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's say it like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, mom, it was great. Uh, can you uh, tell people if they want to get involved with hypnosis right away what they can do? Yes, they can listen to the self-hypnosis audio. That is for the English language. Um, hypnosiscommunity.nl and that is for the Dutch language hypnosecommunity.nl. But we'll write the link below. If you like our video, just uh, give it a thumbs up. Uh, you can subscribe through certain ways and uh, share it. Yes. So that other people learn about it and find this beautiful way to self-empowerment. Well, great. Mom, it was a real pleasure uh, talk to you again. Uh, well, probably before the next podcast, but uh, <laughs> have a nice day. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.